This is the Frog for Life podcast. I'm your host, Rob Berline. Not many kids are prepared for that, and um, I certainly wasn't. Um, it was it was extremely challenging early on. Um, thankfully, the support staff at TCU, the coaching staff, um, academic advisors, um, they do such a great job of once you get in here, helping you transition into doing the, doing a better you know doing a better job of that and, and, and acclim- getting acclimated to what it looks like. That is the voice of illustrious TCU baseball player and current major league player Matt Carpenter. In honor of opening day, we recorded a podcast with Matt back before the pandemic started in the spring, while he was on campus to reflect about his life at TCU and his current professional career. We're so excited today to be joined by the illustrious Major League Baseball player, former TCU baseball player, well-known Matt Carpenter, three-time Major League Baseball All-Stars. Thank you so much for joining us today, Matt. Man, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. And we are here in Maudie, where you got your communications degree. So is this building bringing back some old memories for you? It certainly is. I spent a lot of time here. Um, you know, cer- certainly uh, didn't. I had some good moments and bad moments in this building, for sure. Um, more good, thankfully, than bad. But uh, it's definitely a trip down memory lane, for sure. And before we get into why you came to TCU, you were quite the accomplished baseball player from the high school standpoint, even before you got here, helping Elkins High School in Missouri City do a national prep championship as a sophomore. You're a high school All-American, so what was it like having such great success at an early age? You know, it was really cool. Um, my high school experience was uh, very unique, much different than most kids that get to um, play high school baseball competitively. I got to play for my dad. My dad was the high school high school coach at that school, and um, our program was really good. You know, I would even venture to go and use the word, uh, you know, elite. I mean, we were an elite high school program. We had um, just in the time that I was there, three guys that um, that I played with that end up making it to the major leagues, and just a special group of guys, and um, really had a lot of fun and won a lot of games. And we are fortunate enough to to have your your dad with us today. So, was it the coaching that really propelled you to that uh, to those great heights? He would like to think so for sure. Um, you know, it was. I mean, obviously, you know, he um, you know taught me the game from a young age, and then you know getting to go and play you know with him as the as the head guy um, in high school was you know a lot of fun, and certainly learned a lot, and it prepared me for my time at TCU, and and got to get come here and be ready to go. And so you talk about. Your great high school, and that steps you up to go to to great programs. Why? What did you decide to come to TCU? You know, it's funny. Um, you know, TCU really wasn't on my radar at all uh, as far as where I wanted to go to school. Um, I sadly enough, it's like it like really hurts my soul to say it out loud. But I wanted to be a, a, a Texas Longhorn. <laughs> I know. Ooh, come on, it's, Matt. It's really. I mean, like seriously, I don't tell many people that. Um, but, you know, growing up, that's where I wanted to go. Um, you know, obviously they have uh, an unbelievable history of, of success, and that was something that I wanted to be a part of. So I kind of had my mind my set on that. And, um, you know, I, I, I got really, more than anything, pulled in by a great recruiter and a great head coach who had a vision of what he knew and what he thought TCU baseball was going to be in Jim Sloshnagel. And, I mean, I just couldn't say no. Once he brought me in on campus and showed me this place and and, and spoke his words of wisdom and just kind of put it all out there, um, it ended up being 
a decision that I couldn't I couldn't change, and I ended up doing it. And I say this I say this uh, you know any time any chance I get outside of the the decision to marry my wife coming to TCU is the best decision I ever made. And so you come to a great university that teaches you so much academically and like you said coach Schlossnagel was really building that program when you got here so how was it balancing school and baseball two very demanding aspects you know it's definitely a challenge um and it's a challenge for every student athlete when they first get to college I think you know um coming from high school is as much as good of a high school place as you can go to I I don't think it can nothing can prepare you to what you are about to step foot into um just from a work capacity, workload, um, time management, being on your own for the first time, all those things that happen to you when you first go to school for the first time, not many kids are prepared for that, and um, I certainly wasn't. Um, it was it was extremely challenging early on. Um, thankfully, the support staff at TCU, the coaching staff, um, academic advisors, um, they do such a great job of once you get in here, helping you transition into doing the, doing a better, you know, doing a better job of that and, and, and acclim- getting acclimated to what it looks like to be a student athlete. So I certainly had a lot of help, but there was definitely a growth period. You know, I, I had my struggles just like everybody did. And, you know, um, thankfully came out on the, on the brighter side of that. And that leads me to, to what coach Schlossnagel talks about a lot of people see major league players like you and, and all Americans that the great lineage TCU has had and think you guys are just born and bred and you just pop up like that. Coach Schlossnagel talks a lot about your injury as your junior when you hurt your shoulder. So that was really probably a turning point in your career. Can you talk about maybe what was going on before and then really why was that such a great turning point for you? Yeah, it, it really was. I mean, I, I look back on that injury. It's funny, just before I walked into this office, 15 minutes ago, I ran into the doctor who performed the surgery on me, um, Dr. Conway here in Dallas-Fort Worth, um, the Tommy John surgery they had. So it's just funny that we're talking about it's a small world. But um, I, you know, really um, up until that point at at my junior year, the player and the student and just really the overall full – you know, person I was at TCU, I felt like to this point I had really underachieved, both on the field and off the field. Um, the guy that Coach Slosh recruited and expected to see carrying his team um, to hopefully the Omaha College World Series one day, I really hadn't grown into that player. And um, there were a lot of reasons for it. You know, immaturity was one, but just really a lack of discipline in a lot of areas of my life, especially, um, you know, with my diet and, you know, weight room habits and all the things, all the little things that really can help you become a great baseball player. So when I had that surgery, um, it was really an eye-opening moment for me because you know at that point in my life I really had came to TCU thinking to myself okay I'm going to be here for three years I'm a good high school player who's who's heavily recruited um, college baseball player I'm going to be here for three years and then start my professional career that's my goal well three years had passed not only was I the not only was I nowhere close to being a, a major league prospect but I now had been you know given an injury that was going to make me sit out an entire season. So Coach Slosh did a really good job um, of using that moment as, as, a, as a motivational tactic and brought me into his office, and we really had a hard conversation and you know, basically laid it out there. You know, this can go one or two ways. You, know, you've, you, you are now going to miss a full year of college baseball. You're going to be sitting on the sideline watching your teammates um, compete, and you've got you know, two things you can do. You can either sit here and continue to be, go on the same path that, you do, that you've been on. You can take this re- have and you can do it you know 80 percent or you can completely start changing the way you go about stuff and you can start attacking this um you know put your full 
100% focus on getting healthy, getting right in the classroom, showing up every day, um, changing the way your body looks, eating right, you know, just a full makeover, really. And um, for whatever reason, um, you know, coaches have conversations with players all the time about, you know, hey, we need you to do this or we need you to do that. I left his office that day um, extremely motivated. And I, you know, basically changed that, you know, moment. I walked out of his office and started doing things a lot differently. And, you know, it kind of catapulted me to where I am today. And as you get catapulted, you were part of the first teams that really built TCU up. They For so many years, uh, TCU would make a regional, go to Texas, go to Houston, go to Rice, be one and done. You were part of that 2009 team that really finally got to a super regional. Uh, the dog pile in center field, I think people will always remember. Um, and then the following year, going to the College World Series after beating uh, the Longhorns in Austin. How much pride do you take knowing you were there? You played such an integral part in those years building TCU up to then go to you know five College World Series or, or whatever it is and be become such a national blue blood now man i I tell you what it it is something that i'm very proud of um you know really it it goes back to that conversation i had with coach slosh as an 18 year old getting recruited um it really it was this quote or this kind of statement that really sealed the deal for me of why i wanted to come here he basically you know laid it out online he's like do you want to go to the university of texas and just be one other guy on another program on another team that went to the 15th or 16th college world series or do you want to come to tcu and be the guy who who takes tcu to their first college world series and for whatever reason you know i guess he he knew exactly how i'm wired inside because that was that was what i needed to hear um that was the motivation for me to want to come here and you know build a program and start a legacy for what tcu baseball could be and um Sadly, we we did fall short. I never got to do that, get to Omaha, but we had some amazing teams here. And that last year, like we just talked about, um, was one game away. And then the very next season, TCU goes to Omaha for the first time in, in, in the history of the program. So I would like to think that, you know, what we were able to do and, and my teammates and the time that we were here definitely laid that foundation, you know, because when I left, no team had gone as far as we had in 2009. You know, we were one went away from the, from the College World Series, had had played in the Super Regional, and that hadn't been done yet. So very proud of that. Um, and then obviously, you know, I don't take much credit for it because, you know, Coach Slosh and the players that he's recruited have just done a tremendous job and carried that torch um, as well as, as we could we could have hoped for and when did you, you – you said that when you first came here, you thought three years and I'll be, you know, drafted. When did that mindset come in um, earlier in your life that you thought, I really can be a professional baseball player? You know, call, call it just, you know, dumb confidence or, you know, just – you know, a kid who loved the game. I really, from the time I started playing, this was the goal of my, the goal for me. And what I always felt like it was something that was attainable and that I that I would do it. And you know, just you know, ignorance. I don't know. You just a young kid. I I really felt like I could, you know, one day play in the major leagues. As you get older, you realize how hard that is, and and what a very rare thing it is to make it there. And how young, you know, how the percentages are just crazy small. So you get older, you realize that it, it doesn't make a lot of sense for a young kid to think, oh wow, I'm going to be a major leaguer one day. But I did have moments where I felt like I was closer than than maybe other moments. You know, during that tough time at TCU, kind of especially during that junior year, that was a moment where I was like, oh, man, I don't know. Is this thing going to work out? I, you know, I, I'm, I'm obviously nowhere near where I think I should be. And then, you know, as my professional career goes on and later, even later in towards my TCU career, towards the end of it, that, you know, feeling of, okay, I could do this or I want to do this is still there. So 
Um, for the most of my life, I would say I had always hoped and dreamed and thought that this would be a possibility, you know, but there had been times where, it, you know, it started to slip away. And you get drafted in 09, you shoot up through the minors, make the majors in 2011, 2011 Cardinals, win a World Series. We won't go into how they do that because we're in DFW right now. <laughs> um, but then in 2013, you start to receive some individual recognition as a player. You make your first of three All-Star games. I remember what that moment was like when you got the you know call or however it worked that said, hey, Matt, you're going to be a Major League All-Star? It's pretty special. I mean, it's up there for sure. And, and um, you know, it got to be my t- in my top five moments, you know, playing the game of baseball for sure. I mean, you grow up. I can remember I have a ton of memories of watching the All-Star game as a kid, um, you know, on TV and just thinking, you know, wow. I mean, these are, you know, what a special thing it was. I mean, talking about just being a major leaguer in general, what a thrill it is. But then to be considered as, you know, the elite group of guys who get to play in that game one time a year um, is pretty special. And, you know, when I first found out that this, that, that was going to happen, I mean, I was overwhelmed with emotion and just – you know, very honored and, and, you know, just one of those moments where you can remember forever. And we talk about the great lineage at, at TCU's produced so many major leaguers. You, a member of the St. Louis Cardinals, the Cardinals' biggest rival is the Chicago Cubs. One of your teammates, Jake Arrieta, ace for the Cubs for, for a long time. How did you prepare and what was it like facing one of your, you know, great teammates for years as a Cardinal in that Cub rivalry? <laughs> there was a stretch there where facing Jake, I felt like I'd have been better off if I just didn't even have a bat in my hand. I mean, he was he was that good for a while. I, I I'll never forget. I called um, in 2014. He had just gotten traded over to. Or it might have been 15. I, it was either 15 or 14. He just came to to the Cubs and he had made like. I don't know, 10 starts. And I called Coach Slosh and I said, hey, man, Arietta's going to win the Cy Young. And he was kind of like, what? And I was like, I'm just telling you, this guy is going to win the Cy Young. And I'm, I'm just convinced of it. I mean, he's just nasty. I had a horrible time facing him. It was just very uncomfortable at bats. And my whole, our whole lineup felt the same way. Sure enough, flash forward the next season, he goes out and just absolutely dominates the National League. Had a second half that was like historically dominant. I mean, it was like one of the best second halves to, of, in the history of baseball. And he goes on to win a Cy Young. And I and Coach Lashman and I connected. You know, later on, he was like, "Hey, man, you called it." And I was like, "I'm just, I'm telling you, I, I could see that coming. How good he was." So um, to answer your question, preparing for him was not an easy thing to do. I did not like facing him. Um, it made it that much more challenging. You know. Um, being a buddy of his, Jake was in my uh, wedding. Obviously, played at TCU with him. He's a good friend of mine. Those kind of things are never easy when you compete against somebody. And then combine that the fact that that year he was throwing 98 with cut and sink and a nasty curveball and a good changeup and throwing them on both sides of the plate. It made it for a very uneventful at bat for me. And I'm sure you faced other teammates that have gotten traded away or, or what have you. Was your preparation different? Did you treat Jake any different than you did any other pitcher you were preparing for? I really wanted to beat Jake bad. Like, I wanted to get hits more against him more than anybody. I just didn't do it that often, <laughs> sadly. It's funny, though, because t- if he was sitting right here, I'd, t- I'd say the same thing. The tide has turned a little bit. The last, I think I'm like 
three from my last five off of him with a couple home runs. So I'm getting even, but I got a long way to go because for a while there, he was definitely winning that battle. And two years ago, you were you were the talk of major league, quite the hot streak. One of the hit, what was it like, 25 home runs in two months or something like that, and attributed it to the salsa. Tell us about this salsa. How did that come about? Are you a secret gardener that we don't know about, or, or what was this salsa and what was that hot streak attributed to? Yeah, it was its craziest thing. So you know, actually, my dad and I—we've um, had a salsa recipe that we've been eating and making together as a family for years. Um, I can remember as young as you know, ten years old, um, maybe even younger, eating this salsa that um, that we used to make. Really good recipe that we loved and. Um, continue to make it really forever and i've kind of as the years have gone on gotten more and more into it and would make it for friends or you know go to super bowl party or have people over and just you know fire up a batch of that and it it got it it has always gotten great reviews from our friends and family but we never really thought much of it well this particular season 2018 it was like halfway through the year i go on the road and a teammate of mine adam wainwright who's a good friend just so happened uh he's just really into gardening that's his hobby he's always been a big gardener that's kind of what he does and i had kind of talked to him about how i had interest in it and i'd like to get into that um but i it was nothing more than just what i just said i was just like hey yeah that's cool i think i would like it so we go on the road adam at this particular time was hurt we're you know in philadelphia or wherever we were and there for about 10 days traveling around on this road trip i come back from this road trip adam was still at home like i said was hurt not traveling with us and he had planted a garden in my backyard of my house while i was on the road um just as like a nice gesture good friend so i was like wow man thanks i appreciate it well the garden starts to grow a couple you know months go by and you know i have these fresh vegetables outside and i was like oh but what a perfect time to make you know some of my salsa so i do made some salsa and all of this started to happen and coincide with about the same time that I was starting to really swing the bat well. And, you know, I had a, I had a few jars of salsa that I had made for a homestand. And, you know, I, we were about to go on the road and they were going to go to waste. So I decided, well, I'll just bring them with me. And we were headed to Chicago. So I got these bo- bottles of salsa. We're headed to Chicago. I'm going on this road trip and I got it. So the first morning on this road trip, I wake up, I go downstairs, I'm having breakfast. And I put this salsa on an omelet. One of my buddies just happens to see it. He films it, puts it on social media. That day, I ended up hitting a home run. And long story short, I hit like eight home runs in five games while eating this salsa, and it just took off like crazy. Social media ran with it. And the salsa thing stuck for a few months, and you know they ended up making it in St. Louis in the grocery stores and selling it, and it was just a crazy, crazy. The momentum of it was just insane. So, but it was a lot of fun, and you know, I'm I still make it and eat it. So, as you're prepping up for the season, getting ready for spring training, do you do you ramp up your salsa intake as well? <laughs> I'll be honest with you. After that year, I had so much salsa, I had to like take a step back. You know, my uh, heartburn was through the roof with all the salsa I was consuming. But um, you know, it's still it's still a part of my game. And if you know, if I ever have a cold spell, I might bust bust it back out. So, what would you say between your your high school? college your pro career do you have a favorite baseball moment favorite baseball moment i would probably have to say that was playing in the world series um you know in 2013 you know we lost to the red sox and you know that was disappointing not not winning it but being there and 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 playing in a world series especially you know cardinals red sox i mean two storied franchises getting to play in fenway park during that time during the world series pretty special and you know the moments to get there i mean winning winning the national league um against the dodgers that year to go to the world series all those i would say that that combination it's tough to beat that 
you know, the, the, that feeling. Um, and I, I would say that's probably my top moment. And you've also talked about a lot of the characters that you've had around you. Do you have maybe most memorable teammates? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's quite a few. But, you know, I probably, I'd already talked about them a little bit on the show, so I guess I'll just stick with them. I mean, Adam Wainwright's going to be hard to beat as a teammate. I mean, talking about a, I'm a guy that would build a garden in your backyard when you go out of town, that's tough to beat. So Plus, he's just a good dude, funny guy, um, you know, cares for his, everybody on the team, and, he, and he's a great player. So you put all that together – makes for a good teammate and going back to the why you're here at tcu uh this spring uh, you're gonna you're here because you're receiving a uh, a frog of fame alumni award what does it mean for the university to recognize you after all that you say it's done for you and now they're recognizing you for, for what you've done since i mean i can't i really can't even uh, verbalize exactly how much love i have for this university you know like i like i said earlier on the on the show i mean outside of marion my wife is coming here was the best decision i ever made you know the relationships that i have have built here and continue to have here are relationships that'll be here with here with me for a lifetime and really more than anything just the the feeling of being home when i come here the the way that this university has just embraced me with open arms and it's not just me i mean really any guy that's ever played at TCU they've done such a great job of making you feel like you're you're part of something really special and that just means so much for me and 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 the fact that you know like you said getting this award I'm just incredibly honored that they would even think of me to 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 get something like this and and I try to I try to represent TCU as well as I can every day and um, hopefully I'm doing that and finally when you think about the the five years you spent here as a as a student athlete and the the times you've come back since what would you say your favorite TCU moment is you know, there was a lot of good ones, but I, it's going to be tough to beat. We were the first team, baseball team, in the history of the school to host a regional and win it at home in 2009. We ended up winning on a walk-off um, base hit, and it was just, I mean, talk about, I mean, just such a thrill. And to dogpile in that state, in Lupton Stadium, all, all, you know, close to, I think we were right in between the mound and first base, you know, all the all the excitement that had been had been built up, the town was electric, uh, the fans were electric, and it was just such a special moment, and then to go on and play in that Super Regional that year, um, just a memory that I'll remember forever, and to, to, to be that, you know, first kind of inaugural class to do that, that would be it, and you know, and then obviously the re- the rest is history. What TCU was able to do the next following years, I think we just saw they were the team of the decade um, in the Big 12. So pretty special to be the, the, the beginning kind of part of that. And that is Matt Carpenter. Thank you so much for joining us today and, and all you've uh, inspired current Horn Frogs and future Horn Frogs for. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Frog for Life podcast. If you or a friend or family member would like to share your story of your life since graduation, please contact us on social media or leave us a comment on our SoundCloud channel. We look forward to sharing the next story of how Horn Frogs are changing the world.